It's really having that end in mind, right? Understanding what the vision is. Without the vision and understanding the ultimate end objective, it's really hard to understand what that next step looks like. It's different for everyone, but getting clear on what the revenue goal is, where do you want to live, what type of lifestyle, you know, what type of impact. One of the best ways to do it, one of my mentors told me, write your eulogy. What do you want people to know about you when you die? If you're crystal clear on what that endpoint looks like, then you understanding what you need to do today is going to be very, very clear. Everybody want to get the bag, but y'all don't really know what it's going to take. Trying to figure out how to start now. Blue gels, let to show you it all. AG dropping blue gems. New podcast, baby, tune in. We in this thing dropping blue gems. Let's go. Another episode of Blue Gems with Tyler Cerny. Man, you have quite a resume, but I'm going to leave it up to you to do a quick introduction for the people that don't know. Sure, absolutely. Let's go, baby. I always love saying that. So it's funny that you guys say that as well. So we're excited to connect. I'm here in Clearwater Beach, Florida. My name is Tyler Cerny. I'm a business and international sales consultant. I'm throwing an event later this year for specifically investors in Miami with Damon John from the Shark Tank. Got a chance to work with a lot of really cool names like Tony Robbins, Kiyosaki, Russell Brunson in the event space. That kind of got me exposure to not only the event space, the business world, and the sales space, which also allowed me to look more into the investor space. So I know me and you got connected at the TJ Chijani's Rental Entrepreneur, Rentalpreneur event. And so I'm super excited to be here and add a lot of value. And I currently help people with their podcast as well, growing that to the next level. Amazing. All of it's impressive, but the last part is kind of what I want to dive into because it seems like growing podcasts is your specialty. One of the many we're a new podcast. What are some things that we could be doing to grow a better audience, maybe provide some more value to the listeners? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So a couple things to understand. The short answer, short form video. Video content that we're doing here, as much video content that you can put out as possible, you're going to get more exposure. We break it down into three things, exposure, conversion, and then monetization. And another thing to also understand is the landscape of the market as well. If I think of a podcast, there's a lot of people that start a podcast. Back in the day, you'd have TV and radio. That barrier to enter was a lot higher. I couldn't just start a TV show or a radio show. Nowadays, if you have a pulse, a computer, and a smartphone, you guys can create a podcast, right? So now it's like, okay, starting a podcast is one thing. It's like creating a Facebook profile, a YouTube channel. That's the one side of the spectrum. Then there's the other side of the spectrum of how can we get ranked? How can we build an audience? How can we monetize? And how can we land sponsorships? Because at that point, that's a totally different ballgame. And that's specifically focused on the marketing game. Because if me and you have a podcast, you guys have a lot of experience in the short-term rental space. Maybe you guys have been doing it for half a decade or even more. Maybe I just get into the short-term rental space. And let's say you guys have 500 emails and I have 10,000 emails. If someone listens to my podcast, on short-term rentals, it's not because I have more experience, more units, or I'm just a better real estate investor. It's solely because I have more exposure and I'm a better marketer. And that's the same thing in the podcast space as well. You want to get as much exposure as possible. So creating, shooting it for audio and video, number one, repurposing it on all the podcast directories, putting it up on YouTube, 
dicing it up for YouTube, uh, shorts, Instagram reels, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. Ideally, you want to get to three to five short form videos a day. Wow. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a couple snacks. Wow. And a lot of people are like, what do I post three or five times a day? And that's why the podcast is so great. Is if you have a 30 to 60 minute segment, you can just dice that up in the short form video content. And then That'll take care of it. Turn into a blog. Some other ninja strategies too, just because I know we're on the Blue Gems podcast, is you want to get featured on other people's shows. Like what I'm doing here is getting featured on your show. But if you guys get featured on other top-ranked shows, that's like speaking at a live event. But instead of speaking at a live event, you guys are speaking at a virtual stage, right? Because now that podcast host, again, this is all about getting exposure. Then the next step, there's other ways to do it. You can also get bigger name guests onto your show as well. If you get big name guests with huge followings, again, that adds value, gets you more exposure. Then the next step, and you don't get, you guys don't have to answer this. I don't know if you guys are doing this. Are you guys actively collecting emails right now with the podcast? We are working on it. So we're just now starting to give out a free ebook to do some email captures. Got it. So this is the next stage is the conversion piece. And this is where a lot of people, I would say 90% of people aren't collecting emails actively. 10% of them are doing it actively. And I say one to 3% are doing it at a very, very high level. So mm-hmm. if you guys are doing it at a very high level, you're already in the top one to 3%. Because again, most people are just you know recording, seeing what their sticks. You guys are strategic. You guys have an established network, have really cool people that come on with the real estate space. So that's already a lot further than a lot of people. And then it's just, you know, taking it that last 20% of really focusing on the marketing. And that's really what it is. And so at that point, what we like to do, and this is something that you guys can do too, is converting that exposure in the audience. What we leverage is a giveaway. I have one of my clients, he did a $2,500 giveaway. So you guys are giving away a free ebook, but just imagine if you were giving away $2,500, right? So who doesn't want to win $2,500? What do I need to do to enter to win? Put my name, email, and phone number. I also have to download and subscribe to the show, which is super important. I'm moving the show up in the Apple rankings. If we can move up in the rankings, that's like tapping into the the floodgates of organic inbound because every iPhone user is Apple Podcasts is on the front page. And so at that point, conversion is absolutely critical because let's say you go from 200 emails to 10,000 emails. Because every time you guys drop a show, you guys are going to get consistently more listens, more downloads, and more people are going to hear about the show just because now you're building up a base of emails. And so that's the second layer. I talked to so many people, even at that Rentalpreneur event, they're like, hey, I spoke on stage in front of 500 people. And I'm like, well, how many emails did you collect? Like, what do you mean? You know, like, what are you talking about? Well, a lot of people have get all this exposure, but if they're unable to convert it, they don't monetize it. Because then from there, you can start doing the math and looking at monetizing. Because anything that's higher ticket, like I would say $2,500 or more, you convert about 1% of that email list. So to give you an example, client had $4,000 product. He's a mindset coach. That's his average product. He got over 100,000 emails through the $2,500 giveaway. He converted above 1%, but the average is 1%. 1% of 100,000 is 1,000 people at a $4,000 product. That's $4 million. Sheesh. (laughs) That comes back down to your business model. If you don't have the abilities to support a $4,000 unit at 1,000 people at that, then you are limited to your business scalability. So then it's also looking at your scalability of your business. If you're looking for maybe you're wholesaling a couple deals and maybe you can take on 10 new deals in this next month due to your production and scalability, that example is absolutely irrelevant, but that's going to allow you to understand how much you can monetize in the short term once you have that relationship built. Because at the end of the day, the podcast is top of funnel exposure, 
marketing. I'm not selling anything. And in fact, the less I sell, the more money I'm going to make. Because the more people that hear about it, get exposed to it, the more people that are going to opt in, I give them something for free value. Now the law of reciprocity starts to kick in. I start building that relationship with that individual. I get crystal clear on what they're looking for. And then I provide a solution to them and then leverage that audience for sponsorships. Because what do sponsorships want to know? They want to know how many people actively listen to the show. And if you say, hey, I got 500, 1,000, 10,000 real estate investors or people looking to get into real estate, now you can start quantifying that data. And that's exactly why someone will pay millions of dollars to be on a Super Bowl commercial. Why? Because that commercial has distribution and exposure. And that's what's so cool with the podcast space is you're literally building your own network. When you build your own audience, you now have distribution. And if you have distribution in the audience, you now have control. And then I know guys that charge spots to get onto their podcast, charge sponsorships, You can leverage your own products and services. There's so many different cool ways that you can do it once you have the audience. And then the last thing to say about that too, because I know a lot of people get caught up on this, is do you guys have a specific business product or service related to the podcast at all? Or is it just kind of for brand credibility and boosting? Yeah, it really just started from wanting to share our experience, our failures, truly just educational. So with that, one of the things I tell people, product and service development should be the very last thing that you do as well. And I don't know if you guys, you, you guys probably follow Elon Musk. I don't know if you guys seen the presentation where he shattered the cyber truck on stage. Have you guys ever yep. seen that presentation? Yep. Perfect example. I even had a buddy who texted me who bought one. That was back in 2019. I have shared this example with a couple people and they're like, I don't like, what are you talking about? That cyber truck's not even on the road. So basically what Elon Musk did was he got the exposure. He figured out the demand. People want a vehicle, a really cool, you know, futuristic vehicle that's electric. And he then devised and started to sell it. So he basically created one faulty cyber truck, smashed it on stage. He then sold tens of thousands of these, raised the money to then take that money to then developing, creating these products at scale. And they're still not complete yet. And we're in 2022. A lot of people will build a product or service and try to sell it to an audience. And they're like, hey, Tyler, um, can you help me sell this? And I always tell them, did you build the audience? Build the product first, because in an ideal world, product development is the very last thing that you should do. Because at that point, once you have an audience and email list, you just engage with them. Hey, what are your goals? What are you struggling with? What attracted you to the show? And if a lot of people keep saying, hey, you know, I just really wanted to get into real estate and get my first short-term rental. Let's say that keeps coming up. And you guys can send a message back that says, you know what, guys, based off the feedback from the group, you guys really want to just get your first short-term rental problem. So, you know, we partnered up, we have a program that's going to get you your first short-term rental in the next 90 days guaranteed or your money back for $5,000. We're going to be charging 10 grand for this, but this is going to be a beta program and we're maxing it out at 50 people. 50 people times 5,000, that's what, I think that's $2.5 million. 250K, yeah. Yeah. So if any of you guys want to start your first short-term rental, Blue Gems are your guys. They're the people to go to. 2.5 million. Man. Yes, that's crazy. What a, what so a bunch gems. of gems. Then it's the numbers game in terms of you built their relationship. They already know, like, and trust you. And then at that point, you're just providing a solution to their problem. Everyone wins because it's a very intimate and strategic relationship that you're building and everyone gets what they want. Amazing. I think it would be cool to kind of talk about our show and maybe some of the things that we did wrong so people could learn from our mistakes, right? So we started back in January and I had the initial thought of doing video and audio, right? I figured it would be like two birds, one stone. We're already sitting down for an hour. And then we took that video, we broke it out into short form content, but the the cost to produce an episode is pretty high. So can you talk to the audience about 
the ROI there, you know, because an audio podcast is going to be a lot cheaper to produce. And so are you seeing a lot more traction by investing in short form content? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and sorry, for the record, 5,000 times 50 is only a quarter of a million, but that's still a good, good data. I'm sorry, not 2.5 million. Now, great question. It really comes back down to really the business. 95% of our clients are high ticket coaches at some level. Why? Because they're selling a high ticket product with high profit margins. They're most of the time selling something like this where it's Zoom calls, very low cost, and they're selling their experience, right? Now, the 5 to 10% of shows are people that don't have a product. They're comedians. Maybe they're political shows. They're religious shows or current event shows. Maybe they have some merchandise or a book. It's more lower ticket. The reason why that's a smaller percentage is because they're not really making revenue with podcasts. So then it's kind of one of those things where maybe they're working full-time, they're doing something over here, they're putting it into the podcast, the podcast isn't really producing any results. It's kind of like this vicious cycle. To answer your question, it depends on the business. If my only way to monetize is through sponsorships, which I'm just playing the long game, which all sponsorships have that ability, it doesn't make sense to really ramp that up. Mm -hmm. However, unless you have like some cash flow coming in over here, if you're in the podcast game and you want to take it to the highest level, you producing video content is definitely going to get you exposure at a massive scale. That's going to allow you to not only get more exposure, which is going to get you more emails, which then is going to get you more opportunities to build that relationship. And then if you have a business product and service, you can kind of reverse engineer to see like, okay, I have a $5,000 product. If I were to invest $2,500 into video content or short form videos for the next two months, I'll need to close about one or two deals to kind of recoup that investment. And if that's, if you guys aren't at that level or if there's some sort of disconnect with the audience, then it's just going back to the drawing board because you guys are still would be at the proof of concept stage of really understanding who the audience is and what specifically they want. But until then, it's kind of just the hustle and the work, right? Because you can do it on your own and do these certain things, but it just depends. But just know that the more short form video content that you put out there, the more people you can surround yourself with, the more exposure, the more emails, the more opportunities you can leverage for sponsorships and for your business as well. And then speaking of exposure, what metrics are you looking for on the actual podcast itself? We use rss.com. Not sure if that's a good platform to go out and push to different other podcast platforms. But one of the things that I learned about was downloads. How many downloads are you getting? But the counter to that is I'm a big podcast guy and I don't download episodes, right? I'll tune into different shows and I, I may not even follow them. So I was kind of curious how you're tracking a successful show. That's a great question. This is kind of a huge opportunity for any business owners and entrepreneurs in the space because the analytics and tracking podcast is a lot more difficult than any other social platform where it's all transparent. If I go to someone's podcast, I can't determine how many downloads and subscribes you have. And it's very hard to determine. Some platforms will give you the downloads, how many downloads that show has, but that can all be fabricated. The metrics that the podcast platforms look at are IAB downloads, which are international advertising bureau downloads, which are actually backed by a specific individual. Now, Apple, that's linked to an Apple account. I can't download and like and subscribe to a show off my iPhone and then do it off my computer. That's still going to be the same account that's linked to one legit person. Specifically, Apple Podcasts, they have a very high quality of way of managing this algorithm because that's just how they do things. And so they want to keep out fake things. So if you see someone with a lot of downloads, a lot of reviews, but they're not ranked, probably fabricated. If you see someone with little downloads, but they have rankings, 
it's legit because they're focusing on downloads, subscribers, reviews, or some aspect of it. But downloads and subscribers, those are the two things. And a lot of clients that come to me, they're like, hey, I want to be able to monetize their show. You getting downloads and subscribers are definitely helping the brand, getting you more exposure, getting you more credibility, all those great things. But it's kind of hard to quantify those hard statistics into monetary value. So what we need to do is get them over to the email list. So then I actually know how many people have opted in from the show through a specific offer. And I I know how many people that I built a relationship, maybe booked a call with to eventually do business with as well. So then from there, I can determine how many downloads or subscribers that I get to the show, how many of those converted into my email list, and how many of the people on my email list converted into one of my products or services that I was able to offer to them and help. Amazing. So many germs. <laughs> Just to close that out, the email list is a great statistic to look at. We use Chartable to track the rankings. And then Buzzsprout's also a good one that kind of tracks downloads and subscribers. But there is a couple of them out there. So downloads and subscribers, those are going to be the two metrics that you want for the show. You know, those, those shows that you're listening to, give them some love and download and subscribe. Them. Yeah, I will have to now that you mentioned that, right? Because I always wondered how they are monetizing me, right? Because I wasn't downloading it. I wasn't following them. I wasn't subscribing to an email list. I was just basically consuming their content for free. Right. And I don't know if you've seen on Spotify, musical artists, they can actually pay for a spot onto a playlist. Their selling point is like, hey, we have over a million listens a month or a day. But again, those are fabricated. And then so when they pay for these spots to get featured on those things, and then it's like doesn't actually move the needle because it's kind of just an arbitrary number. And so that's why the algorithm platforms and even Elon Musk is going with this with Twitter. It's hard to determine what's a real listen and what's a fake account or a fake listen, right? A lot of those people that have those playlists, they're usually fabricated. So that's why the algorithms were like, okay, we're not going to just look at listens. We need to look at downloads and subscribers because if someone listens to your show and then says, I want to download this to listen to later, or I want to subscribe, which basically says, let me know every time you guys launch a new episode, that is a higher tier of podcasts that kind of shows the algorithm. And that's why we do a giveaway that I mentioned earlier that not only gets people to opt into the email list, but also downloads and subscribes to the show. And that's how you're going to rank very, very quickly because again, a lot of people aren't implementing that. Like you said, you listen to a lot of podcasts, but you know you don't really download and subscribe, which is also super common as well. We are thrilled to announce Blue Gems Management. After building out 24 short-term rental properties of our own, we're now helping other investors buy their time back. With over 300 five-star reviews, we really understand the importance of guest experience. If you're interested in making short-term rentals passive, click the link in the show notes below and someone from our team will contact you soon. Now back to the show. And then let's talk budgeting, right? So we're spending around $2,500 a month to produce our show between editors, short form, long form. Is that a common budget? Is that too high, too low? I'm just curious for someone, you know, getting started to be able to afford that. Fortunately for us, we have cash flow in our business and we can, you know, float the cost as we're a growing company. But for someone just getting started in their business endeavors, that could be tough to manage. Again, I would say what would be the ultimate objective and perspective of the podcast? You guys started this out as like a passion project. You guys have this heart to serve and want to help other people. And it's kind of the side project going on. You investing any money outside of that with no kind of clear objective, it can seem like that's kind of just a dead cost, like every single month that they're sending it to. But if there's like a higher level objective and goal, then that will kind of help me understand kind of the direction that you guys are going to understand, like what's kind of feasible and what's really the route that you guys 
guys should go in terms of your consistent maintenance and also your ongoing expenses and costs. Yeah. So JB had the brilliant idea recently after going to another event for just creators actually to launch a coaching program to train, you know, newer investors like you mentioned. So that would be one ticket. We also had the idea of doing a ride along event. So people would actually be able to go and visit our short term rentals and learn from us as we're maybe setting up a new property or even walking through one that's already established. So we thought of those two, you know, ticketed items that were a bit above the free value that we're giving out. We do a local meetup, we do a podcast, we do YouTube content, we do short form content, we're giving a ton of free value. But to your point, if there's no end goal beyond that, all we're really doing is building brand credibility. And above all else, I would say that our main goal is still buying short term rentals. So we want to own 100 by 2024. And that will always be our main focus and having brand credibility, as you know, while doing that will lead to deal flow. People will send us deals. They know that we're in the industry. People such as lenders will reach out to us, agents. And so there's other ways for us to generate revenue just by being out in the community. But to your point, I would say those two items, the ride along and the coaching program would be, you know, a one day goal that we would have. 100 units by 2024. How many units do we have right now then? What's where are we at? Uh, 20, 24. 24 as of today. If you're doing like $2,500 investment per month, then it's like looking at how to optimize that. But if you guys get one or two properties on an annual basis, that's pretty much going to pay for that investment. So if I, if I invest $2,500 over a 12 month period, you get one new source yeah. from it, which you guys probably already have just from brand credibility, people knowing that you guys are in the space and doing that, that's totally reasonable, right? Just so you guys know, kind of our clients, they'll pay anywhere from like $1,000 to like $10,000 a month. And really the, the different gauges and the, the metrics there is exposure, how much exposure you want. So how much content are you putting out? If you want more short form video content, that's going to get you more exposure. It's going to drive up the cost. We also do podcast guesting done for you services. So if people want to get featured on other top ranked shows, we can do that for you. Again, to drive more exposure, we kind of do an audit, help you set up your giveaway. If you don't have that things in place to kind of start converting that exposure into emails. And then ultimately too, we do run podcast ads specifically on major websites. I have a client his name is Dr. David Jockers, and he is a Harvard professor. He targets C-level executives that are high performers. So he did a lot of stuff on New York Times and Yahoo Finance as well. So running targeted specific ads on like CNN, Fox News, New York Times, Yahoo Finance, ESPN is very cost-effective as well to put your brand in front of someone who doesn't know who you are to then understand your topic of your show. Like if someone wants to get into the short-term rental space, they may not know who the hosts are, what the show is, but if they want to get into short-term rentals, you're specifically selling them on the topic there. So then you can gain traction there. And that's a really effective way to do it because Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, I mean, we've tested a lot of stuff on ads. And as we're recording this right now, those are going to be the best strategies to grow the show. Because as of right now, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and YouTube, and TikTok, those are kind of Black holes of driving traffic to a show. We're not seeing a lot of downloads and subscribers to the podcast or email subscribers when you specifically drive it for the podcast. So podcast guesting, short form video, and then ultimately those specific website podcast ads are going to be the best way to do that. 
which, you know, $2,500 is, it's a healthy budget. And that, that's somewhere for someone that is serious about growing That's you know, you should definitely get some exposure there. So it's just looking at what that's going towards and seeing if you guys can optimize that from that. And is that something that you help new podcasts with maybe walking the listeners through your services pretty much? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So I mean, typically what we do for the short form videos is we do 30 short form videos for $2,500, 60 short form videos for $4,000, and then 90 short form videos for $5,000. So you can either put out one video, two videos, three videos a day, and you can give us any of your content, whether you're speaking on stage, whether you have podcasts, longer form content. Gary V and Brad Lee will call these sources. What's the source? You're speaking on stage, the podcast. Maybe you guys are recording yourself going to maybe coaching clients or coaching people internally on the team. Again, you send us that long form video content. We will then dice it up for you. And if you want 30 videos a month, 60 videos a month, 90 videos a month, that's kind of how we have just for the short form video content. And then for podcast guesting, what we do is $1,000 per podcast or six shows for $5,000. And so that's on a guaranteed basis because the podcast placements is a top tier show and that's relative to the client. And so you either get approved or you get the client. So if we bring on a client and we can only get them featured on two shows, maybe they don't have the brand credibility or whatever the case may be, we would just refund them the difference that they invested with us. And then the podcast ads, if you don't have those things in place, the email foundation and the short form video content dialed in, I wouldn't recommend going the podcast ads route yet because that's kind of the next level. But again, we usually want to start off with at least $1,500 in budget for the ads, but then we can scale that up to five, dollars $10,000 a month, just depending on where the client's at, what the business model supports, and if they're being profitable. And some clients, if they have a high ticket business model and they already have a streamlined, scalable structure, it makes sense to go the paid ads route. But nine times out of 10, if they're just starting off, I would just focus on short form video and converting people into emails, their exposure, their audience into emails. So then you can actually build a relationship with them on a deeper level. Love it. Love it. Killing it, man. There's so many levels to the, you know, any business, right? Podcast is no difference. Speaking on business, obviously you've helped grow businesses. You're a businessman, true and tried. What are some things you're up to outside of, you know, helping other podcasts grow? That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm a full-time husband. There you go. (laughs) I got married like a a year and a half ago. So congrats, brother. Congrats, bro. Family is one of my core things because what I've seen as a business person, right? If you look at Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, right? Even Tom Brady now is like their relationships is kind of a side thing, right? And, you know, for them, business is their number one priority and their family is kind of maybe secondary, which again, their family members knew kind of going in. But again, my priority is my family and then my business is second. And also Jesus as well. But outside of this, we put on investors conference. So people that want to learn how to increase their net worth, their income streams, and then also to their impact in the world. And so we have an event called the Epic Growth Conference. And so it's all the stuff that they should have taught us in school, how to get access to capital. I had a guy that came to our last event in Vegas, and he said that he walked away with three new income streams just from that event, (laughs) just from connecting, collaborating with people. He had access to the capital. He just didn't know what to invest the money in. And so connecting and collaborating with other like-minded individuals that are looking to do the same, stuff like that happens. 
if you have the right vehicle, you have access to the capital, whether it's in your business or business funding, whatever the case may be. And then also understanding the tax strategy, how to structure your business and also how to leverage yourself to basically maximize your income. So you're not just paying it away or just not utilizing it in a strategic way. That's really what the event's all about. And then we have Damon John from the Shark Tank coming to be our keynote speaker at that event. And that's going to be in Miami. And so a lot of cool things. And then, you know, another big piece of that is great speakers, great network, great venue. 10% 10% of the proceeds goes to feeding. I saw that. Need is Amazing, man. And then Amazing. also, we're giving away a Rolex as well. So anyone <laughs> wow. that wants to get a Rolex, every ticket holder that goes to the event has an opportunity to win a Rolex. Now it's like, I've been to around 100 plus events. So I've always been like, okay, I really like this. I really don't like that. So my job is just to kind of facilitate what I feel like would be the best possible event, making sure that every aspect that I liked or disliked, all the things I liked are in this one specific event. And so that's what EGC Epic Growth Conference came about. And so that's kind of a, one of my passion projects. And I love speaking. I'm also doing a TEDx talk in April and I'm writing a book as well. And that, that book and talk is specifically focused on how to find your purpose three questions to create more passion, peace, and impact with the world. That's kind of where I do what I do outside of talking to cool guys like you. Amazing. Eight months ago, I wanted to get into real estate. I want to purchase some properties. I was told, and again, there's some mixed things. You buy now, 10 years from now, that property is most likely going to go up. I'm actually sitting on a lot of cash reserves to deploy at the right time because I feel like the market is going to tank a little bit in the next foreseeable future. And at that point, that's when I'm really going to go heavily on real estate. But as of right now, most of my exposure is on crypto and stocks, which again, isn't performing really well right now. But again, that's more of a longer term play that over time, those investments, I have more of a blue chip, I would say Apple, PayPal, Tesla. I really love Chipotle. Chipotle is there. Some crypto like Bitcoin specifically in Ethereum. And then maybe a little bit, I would say 20% of those are all coins. It's usually those larger plays for a longer term strategy. And then this next 6, 12 or 18 months, that's when I really want to diversify and explore more into the real estate game and really take advantage of that. And what about you guys? I'm curious to hear the, the landscape of the real estate space and the short-term rental space too for like kind of the future. What do you guys think? Because it's what, September 8th, where do you guys see the market heading and where do you see the future of short-term rentals and just the real estate market in general? Amazing question. I can give my thoughts first and then JB can go. So I'm of the belief, uh, I'm sure you've heard of dollar cost averaging in stocks, right? So I take that approach in real estate. I'm going to buy a handful of properties every year for the next 20 years. And so short-term pricing trends are not really relevant to me because I'm buying based on the cash flow. And if I continue to do that over a long period of time, I'll be okay. So everyone talks about the market's too hot, market's going to crash. But as long as I'm cash flowing and holding these properties and buying continuously, over time, I'll be doing okay in the long term. So to your earlier point, it's all about kind of zooming out, looking at it over a 10 year period and not focused on, you know, September 2022. Yeah, for me, it's the same thing, you know, okay, maybe we are at the top of the market, maybe it's not a good time to buy, but there's plenty of base hits. And I'm cool with base hits right now, because I've already hit some home runs last year, or the year before, I'm going to hit some home runs in, in the future. And I'm cool with just collecting base hits, you know, I'm in it for the long haul. So today's prices, the micro prices, I don't care care too much about. I'm in, I'm in it for the macro. So same same uh, conceptual idea. So if people play the longer term game, 
to start buying properties if they see a good deal today. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, have you ever met a real estate investor that has complained that he purchased a property 20 years ago? He's never like, man, I wish I didn't buy that property 20 years ago. He's only saying, I wish I would have bought more of those. Damn it, you know, in, in it for the long haul, for sure. A lot of uh, the listeners are going to be just getting started in their you know, business endeavors. So I wanted to get your opinion on what they should be focusing on when they're just getting started. Yeah, I think it's really relevant to what we were just talking about. It's really having that end in mind, right? Understanding what the vision is. Because without the vision and understanding the ultimate end objective, it's really hard to understand what that next step looks like. It's different for everyone, but getting clear on what the revenue goal is, where do you want to live, what type of lifestyle, you know, what type of impact. One of the best ways to do it, one of my mentors told me, write your eulogy. What do you want people to know about you when you die? And if you guys really want to have a really dramatic effect of this, go to the cemetery and go to a gravesite and write down what people are going to say about you when you're dead. If you're crystal clear on what that endpoint looks like, then you understanding what you need to do today is going to be very, very clear. Sometimes that is a business venture. Sometimes that's not. Sometimes that's going all in on the real estate, which is whatever that looks like, getting clear on what that is. And another thing to add to that is just make sure that you're in a place that you've kind of reset. Because what happens nowadays is that you know, when you have one of these on social media, you're getting inundated with 20, 30, 40, 50 profiles, right? And this, this guy's doing a podcast. This guy's an online coach. This guy's in the short-term rental space. This guy's in the commercial real estate. This guy's in the stocks and the crypto. And then after I get off of social media, what do I want to do? I want to do crypto. I want to do short-term real estate. I want to do commercial. I want to do all these different things, but they're not really what I want to do. It's just things that are familiar and recent to me. So making sure that you kind of step away, reset, and get truly clear on setting an intention for yourself. Of what does Tyler, what does Aiden, JB want to do with their life? And what do they want to be remembered? regardless of anything else that's going on in the world, that's going to give people some clarity and it's going to give them a wake-up call that life is... I mean, it's not its not long-term and we only have a period of time on this earth to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish as well. Beautiful. Love it. Man, what an answer. And then what does a day in the life look like for Tyler? Zoom calls. Zoom calls and more than <laughs> calls. Um, when I wake up, I'm pretty fortunate to have a setup where I work from home every single day. So my morning routine is kind of waking up with my wife and just kind of, I usually like to read and kind of pray a little bit. And then depending on the day, as of late, we've been getting a lot of Zoom calls. So sometimes it's, I just get a cup of coffee and then just go right into work. And then working out, I've gone to like a local gym here, but now I've signed up to like F45. I don't know if you guys have been yeah. there at all. But my wife, she got me tagged along in that. So now with that, I'm literally just systematizing my life where I can just have to show up, do a 45-minute workout and leave. I don't have to think about it, prepare, plan. I can show up, stretch a little bit, and then I'm done. So it consists of that. And then a lot of late nights too, because any person that's planning an event, they know this. Like I know TJ has gone through this and he, he kind of mentioned this on stage. He's like, I didn't think I was going to have this event, but I'm so glad I did because every event holder goes to that. And you guys probably had that in Orlando a little bit. There's a lot of work and there's a lot of plan, but doing this at scale. So there's a lot of pieces at that. So a lot of phone calls and Zoom. That's pretty much my day to day. And again, looking at investments and kind of reading up on the market and then spending time with my wife and then doing it again the next day pretty much. So awesome, man. And uh, if you could leave one more blue gem for the audience or the listeners, it could be about business. It could be about podcasts. It could be about life in general. Anything you want to share? One last blue gem. What is the probability of being born? Ooh, that's a good one. Let's see that, that number. One in 400 trillion. Yeah, that's a Gary Vee one. 
<laughs> Love it. Does he talk about this? That, that's something to look at is one in 400 trillion. So if you think about oh. that, those odds are really, really low. You're better off playing the freaking lotto. We're all here for a reason and for a purpose. Our number one goal is to understand what that purpose is. If we've already understood what that purpose is, it's now just understanding what I need to do every single day to be aligned with that purpose. So that's what I would tell, tell people is that your purpose is your number one thing because that's going to give you that unfair advantage. Because if me and you are doing it in real estate, if me and you are in podcasting, whatever we're doing, if I'm doing it because of the money, society, other things, but you guys are doing it because of purpose, the guy or the woman with purpose is going to win every single time. Getting clear on what that purpose looks like and understanding that you do have a purpose and just getting clear on what that is and stepping into that every single day. You are a motivational speaker, bro. Jeez. For real. <laughs> and, and where can people find you? Yeah, so Instagram is going to be the easiest way, Tyler D. Cerny. And then also, too, if you guys are in Miami later this year, that's going to be a great way to actually meet me in person. It's going to be at the Epic Growth Conference later this year in November. That's on Veterans Day weekend from the 11th to the 14th as well. And LinkedIn is also a great place as well, just Tyler Cerny as well. Awesome. Brother, thank you Amazing. so much. Thank what you a so great much. episode. Really appreciate you, man. You got it, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Absolutely, bro. If you're interested in scaling your short-term rental portfolio and networking with like-minded individuals, we host a short-term rental meetup once a month in downtown Orlando. Click our link below in the show notes to register. See you at the next one. JB dropping blue gems. AG dropping blue gems. New podcast, baby, tune in. We in this thing dropping blue gems.